great to see so many of you here. Um, Christmas, as you know, is um, a time when we think about other people. Um, traditionally, that's what we do. We think about other people. It seems to be the tradition. And recently there was a survey done about um, who do you think of most at Christmas time? A hundred people were questioned. Who do you think of most at Christmas time? Here we go. Here's the question. Who do you think of most at Christmas? And a hundred people were surveyed. I don't know if they had a hundred seconds to answer, but um, who do you think was mentioned most often? You could out any answers. If you were asked, you know, which group of people do you think were mentioned most often? Who do you think of most at Christmas time? Gum? Cousins. Cousins. Yeah? It's on the list. It wasn't first, though. It's kind of first, I suppose. Go on. It wasn't first. Who do you think was first? Most mentioned. Sorry? Family, yeah, kind of. Ah, children. 98 out of 100 people surveyed said, who do you think of most at Christmas? 98 were children. Second was parents. 85, I suppose that makes sense. You know, uh, younger ones are thinking of what might I buy my mum for Christmas? What might I make her? What might I give her? Those of us who are older, or maybe some of you are older, you look back on happy memories of time spent with parents in the past. Maybe parents who aren't with you anymore. I'll fly through these. We've got grandchildren coming in with 74. Husband 43, wife 38. <laughs> I don't know why. Grandparents 36, Father Christmas at 31. Friends 28, so, oh this is it, other family 25. So there you go, other family, cousins, aunties, uncles, yeah? They're in other family. Homeless people, okay. 21, someone knew that, good. Neighbours, 19, yeah. Teachers, 16. Postman, six. <laughs> There's some interesting ones there. I mean, teachers are mentioned 16 times out of 100. Put your hand up if you actually you think of your teacher at this time of year. One. <laughs> well done, Aidan. You think of your teacher, that's good. So you're telling me that none of you made a card or gave a gift to your teacher? Yes. So none of you give a card or a card to your teachers? No presents? No? You're a secondary school, you don't, do you? Well, 16 said yes. Adults, any of you give, think of your postman or dustman at Christmas? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's nice. What do you do? Don't you be thinking of them? Oh, no. My dad was a postman and got Christmas box. Nice. It's nice, and some people think of their postman and dustman. Maybe you give them five pounds at Christmas and say thank you for being caring for me over the year. Um, <clears throat> now, how do we show that we um, think of somebody at Christmas time? How do we show we think of people at Christmas? It's often in giving gifts. Um, now, some of you give gifts to your teachers, some people... Some people give gifts to teachers, some people give gifts to postmen. We certainly give gifts to your children, probably, and parents, grandchildren, husbands, wives, yeah. So at Christmas, we show that we love people and they're special to us by giving people presents. There is another time of year when it's nice to give and receive presents, though. And that, of course, is birthdays. 
It's my birthday in October. The 26th. My birthday's in 26th of October. Um, and I, so my birthday was in October, and I was actually on holiday. I was on holiday in Yorkshire, which was, which was great. Um, and I was very fortunate I was on holiday with my family, and also some friends were on holiday with me. And it was my birthday morning. And I took a photo of after we'd had breakfast on my birthday morning. We'd just eaten our breakfast, and here we are. So, Rebecca, don't laugh. It's just the way we look. Uh, got Rebecca, Liz, James, Sophie, Richard, and Sharon. Um, they popped up for a couple of days. Um, so we just, I think a couple of us did have a fly up, which was quite nice. Had some lovely cards. You see Karen, um, Sharon is inspecting the cards there. And I had a few gifts. So what did I have? Um, well, I had a gift from Richard and Sharon. I had a gift from um, Rebecca. I had a gift from Liz. I had a gift from um, James. I actually had a gift from Sophie which is really nice. I had a gift from Bethany. So I had some gifts. Receiving gifts on your birthday does make you feel very special. I don't know if um, anyone was with me might have noticed, but I do get a bit choked up. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the, the, um, the gifts or it was the cards. It probably was the cards. My mum writes um, a pretty special card. Um, and I was quite choked up. But you feel very loved, don't you, on your birthday? Now what I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna ask if we can just twist my birthday around a bit. I'm gonna replay my birthday now, but it's gonna be in a slightly different way. So what I'm gonna do is, I'm going to ask, um, this, I mean, you'll be able to spot what's different about it, but I'm gonna ask um, three friends to come along for my birthday. And um, we're gonna replay my birthday, but a slightly alternative version. So I'm invited to my birthday, Dan, and Rich, and James. So if you'd like to uh, come to my birthday, you're welcome. Hello, James, how are you? Happy Phil's birthday. Happy Phil's birthday. Happy Phil's birthday, yeah. Happy Phil's birthday. I'll tell you what. I'm quite excited, you know. Happy Phil's birthday. Happy Phil's birthday, Dad. Happy Phil's birthday. No, that one. James, happy Phil's birthday. Amazing. Happy Phil's birthday to you as well. Lovely. Cheers, And happy Phil's birthday. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Happy Phil's birthday. Amazing. Thank you. Happy birthday. Cheers. Wow. Phil's birthday's amazing. Yeah, it's great, well, isn't it? Yeah. Let's, let's, let's good to see you anyway. Yeah, yeah. Good to see you next time. Um, well, that was all a bit... Yeah, okay. Um, well, that was it's my birthday, and they all said Happy Phil's birthday to each other. It's my birthday, and they gave each other presents. It's my birthday, and I'm standing down there totally ignored. Now, I'm pretty certain none of you have ever been to a birthday party like that ever before, and hopefully you never will. You know, uh, the idea that you might go to a birthday party, and there you are with your friends giving each other presents, and the person whose birthday is is totally ignored and left over in the corner. I mean, that can never happen. Or could it? Uh, I mean, take Christmas, for example. Well, that's a celebration of someone's birthday. Celebration of Jesus' birthday. 
Um, it's his birthday. Um, so, you know, we get to Christmas and we think, well, that's a celebration of Jesus' birthday. Um, does anyone, everyone's around buying gifts, you know, everyone's busy buying gifts. Does he actually get a mention? Well, let's have a look. Well, who do you think of most at Christmas? It's Jesus' birthday, but does he get a mention? We've got children up there, parents, other family, homeless people, postman, dustman. Jesus on there? No, nobody mentioned him once. He's not even on there. It's his birthday. That's what we're celebrating, remembering the birth of Jesus. He's not even on there. You might say to me, yeah, but Phil, come on. You know, really? Jesus? He was just a weak, helpless baby in a manger. You know, um, he was just a child born to some poor parents. No social status, really, you know. It was 2,000 years ago. Why would Jesus be on the list? I mean, why would I th- you might say, why would I even think of Jesus? Okay, fair enough. That's a, why should I give any thought to Jesus? That's a fair question, isn't it? You're allowed to think that. You might be sitting there thinking, yeah, well, why would I? Why would I think of Jesus? Um, well, I'm going to give you three facts about Jesus. Okay, so I'm just going to tell you three things about him. Three facts about Jesus. And to help you remember these facts, I'm going to need my box of crackers. Okay, so I'm going to tell you three facts about Jesus, why you should give thought to him. Three things. So, I've got a cracker here. I'm going to tell you three things, and to help you remember, we'll use this cracker. So, Sarah, can you come up here? And Emma. <laughs> She's in my son's school class, that's all going to get it right. Right, okay. So the first thing about a cracker, sorry girls, I brought you up a little bit prematurely, but that's fine. The first thing about a cracker is that, of course, it, it makes a bang. <laughs> Better make a bang. Uh, it makes a bang. And that's because inside, when you pull it, there's a little explosion. Okay, when the paper pulls apart, there's a little explosion. Um, so hopefully, when we pull this, there'll be an explosion. Now, I have amplified the sound a little bit, so it might sound loud. I don't really know. Um, right, hold on. Get ready. Hold it tight, all right? Yeah, you hold, hold this bit here. Hold on. Three, two, one, pull. <laughs> it was almost in time. <laughs> Very good, thank you. Good, that's it. It's a big building, it's a bit of a sound delay. What can I say? Um, just let me look in here. Okay, so, you know, explosions generally to do with power. Okay, so you pulled that, it was a mini explosion. But the explosion of a cracker reminds us that um, Jesus isn't actually a weak. Right now, he's not a weak, helpless um, baby. No, not at all. In actual fact, Jesus has immense power. Um, You could say that Jesus has um, unlimited power. You know, Jesus' power is immense. And we've got a verse in the Bible, a couple of verses in the Bible to explain this. Oh, sorry, no, before that. Talking about things that um, actually have, sh- uh, there are explosions that have power. We have fireworks, lightning. If you ever go near lightning, that is, uh, you know, a huge explosion, very powerful. Waves crashing against the rock, very, very powerful. Okay? And when you ever think about explosions, okay, it's always to do with power. And so we mustn't think to ourselves, oh, um, you know, 
Jesus is a weak, helpless baby. No, he's not. He has amazing power, awesome power, ultimate power, you would say. There is nothing more powerful. Um, and there's three verses in the Bible, or two verses, in fact, we're going to look at here. That's the first one. The Son of God holds the universe together with his powerful words. Well, that's a lot of power. Um, you might think to yourself, yeah, but the world is all about um, the laws of nature. Yes, it is. You know, the idea that um, things fall due to gravity. You know, big things are attracted together. Yes, they are. Um, that's true. There are laws of nature. But behind them all is God. If he chooses to, he can override those laws. If he chooses to, he can control the weather. He can change water. He can walk on water. He can change the solar system. He can make things stop in the sky. He can do whatever he wants to. God holds the universe together. The Son of God, that's Jesus. All power in heaven and on earth has been given. Not any other people, anything else apart from Jesus. So, the first fact about Jesus that I want you to remember is the fact, and I think it's easy to forget this, the fact that when we look at these nativity scenes and look at cards that have a little baby in a manger, it's easy to think, oh yeah, he's just helpless. No, the first fact we need to realise is Jesus has ultimate power. Why should we give any thought to Jesus? He has ultimate power. Now back to the cracker. If we look inside the cracker, there's often things inside it. Here we go. Paper hat. Well, in this case, really, it's like a crowd, isn't it, really? You know, you look at all those little, um, points on it. It's like a crowd. At least because this one's actually gold. Now, of course, so, you know, when we see this crowd in a cracker, we often think of, you can think of a monarch. Crowns are often done with monarchs, aren't they? Kings or queens. So I've got for you a lovely photo of our, our queen when she was coronated in 1953. There we go. Very regal there. Wearing a crown. Queen wears a queen wears a crown. We've got King Charles. Charles III. 2023 coronated. Okay, so crowns are often to do with um, kings and queens. Okay, so when you open a cracker and you see a crown, okay, it's a reminder to us that Jesus actually isn't a nobody. He's not insignificant child, um, born to poor parents, no social status. No, in actual fact, the Bible says Jesus is a king. And not just any king. The Bible says he is the king of all kings. To say he is the ultimate king. A couple of verses about Jesus being king. Pilate said to him, so this is just before Jesus dies, are you a king? Jesus said, you say correctly that I am a king. So that's quite straightforward. He claimed to be a king. He has a name written on his robe, king of kings. So not just any king, king over all kings. He was given a kingdom, an everlasting kingdom. So he's a king who reigns over a kingdom that goes on forever. So the second fact about Jesus, I want us to be aware of at Christmas, is the fact that Jesus isn't a nobody, he's not um, insignificant, just a child born to some poor parents. The Bible says he is the ultimate king. He is the king of all kings. So there we go, we've got two facts about him so far. Why should I give any thought to Jesus? Jesus has ultimate power, yes. Jesus is the ultimate king. Back to a cracker, okay. So inside every cracker, of course, you get a gift. It can be a plastic toy. It can be, um, I don't know, Comb, hair nail clippers, or something silly. Um, but whenever you receive a gift, it's always because someone has 
thought of you. Okay, you never get a gift because somehow it accidentally arrives in someone's hands and oh, there we go. No, it doesn't happen like that. They've obviously thought of you. They're generous towards you. They're kind towards you. You must be on their mind. They probably love you. Okay, so when you look at a cracker and you see a gift, okay, it reminds us that um, Jesus, yes, he's king of kings. Yes, he is, um, has ultimate power, but he's not careless about people. He doesn't ignore people. In actual fact, and he's not tight-fisted, or he's not a Scrooge. The Bible says Jesus is kind, and Jesus is generous. And more than that, Jesus is the one who can give the ultimate gift. So I've got a verse that explains this ultimate gift. Here it is. Jesus says, I give them eternal life, and they will never die. Only Jesus can give the gift of eternal life, the ultimate gift, really. Eternal life now, and life eternal as well, in a brand new world. So, the third fact for us to remember is the fact that, you know, and this is a reminder, you know, we look at these Christmas cards and there's Jesus in a manger and we easily forget, in actual fact, um, Jesus is the one who can give eternal life, the ultimate gift. So why should I give any thought to Jesus? Well, he has ultimate power, he's the ultimate king, and he can give the ultimate gift. You might say to us, okay, Phil, why, why have you been telling me this? Well, I think it's very easy for us to um, get our minds um, slightly skewed at this time of year. We look at these Christmas cards, oh, lovely Jesus in the manger, okay? We watch nativities, Jesus in the manger, lovely, okay? And our eyes get a little bit skewed about actually who Jesus is. So we're really trying, really trying to press a reset button in your minds. Okay, this morning my computer went down and it, it, it decided it wasn't going to work. So I was pressing all kinds of buttons to reset it. These three buttons, restart, no. These three buttons, restart, no. Okay, I was trying to reset my computer. Sometimes your modem might go wrong when you're at home or your TV might go wrong and you try resetting it. What I'm trying to do is get us to just reset our thinking. We can think of Jesus like this, or I want us to think of Jesus correctly. He is. He has ultimate power. He is the ultimate king, and he can give the ultimate gift. So I guess, really, we've got one more week to go until Christmas. We have to think to ourselves, okay, what do, I, what do I do with these three facts? How do I respond? You know, what does a suitable response to this look like? You might say, well, Phil, you know, I've come to church, to the carol service, I've sung some hymns. Will that do? No, really. Um, well, you might say, okay, so go on then, Phil, what, what, what does a good response look like? I mean, can I give God anything? Surely he doesn't want anything from me. Well, yes, he does. He does want something from you. I'll share the last verse with you. Here we go. And it's this. It's in the book of Proverbs, and it says, My son, give me your heart. And that's Jesus speaking. And he's saying to us, give me your heart. He's saying to all of us here, give me your heart. He's not saying to us, um, give me your best singing voices. He's not saying to me, uh, to us all, um, I would like you to give me some prayers occasionally. It's not saying to us, um, I would like you to um, give me some cash or some money once a week. No, he says to us, give me your heart. What's, what's your heart? The heart is you, the whole you. He's saying, I would like you, I want you. I want you to love me, to worship me, to serve me, to live for me. So as we come to the end, At this Christmas time, let's reset our thinking. Okay? Rather than actually thinking of Jesus 
There's a baby just in a manger. Something we can easily ignore. Nothing to do with me. No. Why should I give any thought to Jesus? He has ultimate power. He is the ultimate king. And Jesus can give the ultimate gift. Eternal life to people who trust in him. Okay, 